Section 19 of the Jolly Parisians and Other Novelettes. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Madame Chabre by Emile Zola. Translated by George D. Cox. Chapter 4 Shrimping one evening hector said to the chabras there'll be a high tide to-morrow we might go shrimping this proposal seemed to delight estelle yes yes they would go shrimping she had been looking forward to it for a long time monsieur chabra however raised various objections in the first place one never caught anything then it was better to give some woman a franc or so for her to take than to get wet through and hurt one's feet but he had to yield to his wife's enthusiasm and preparations were made on a large scale hector had engaged to provide the necessary nets monsieur chabre in spite of his dread of cold water declared that he would make one of the party and when he once gave his consent to fish it meant serious business in the morning he had a pair of boots greased and then proceeded to don a white suit but all his wife's persuasion could not make him neglect his necktie which he arranged as carefully as if he were going to a wedding this necktie was the protest of a well-dressed man against the untidy ways of the sea as for estelle she simply put on her bathing costume over which she wore a jersey hector too was in bathing dress the trio set out at two o'clock each carrying a net on the shoulder they had to walk for a mile and a half amid sand and seaweed to reach a rock where hector said he knew there were regular shoals of shrimps he calmly led the way splashing through the water and going straight on without troubling himself about the difficulties they met with estelle followed him gaily delighted at the coolness of the puddles in which she splashed her little feet monsieur chabre who came last did not see the necessity of wetting his boots before arriving at the fishing grounds he conscientiously went round all the wet places strode over the little streams which the falling tide had hollowed out in the sand and picked out the dry spots with the carefulness of a parisian stepping over the paving stones in the rue vivienne on a muddy day he was out of breath already and kept asking is it much further monsieur hector why shouldn't we fish here i assure you i can see some shrimps besides they're everywhere in the sea aren't they and one would only have to push one's net along push it along then monsieur chabre replied hector and monsieur chabre in order to recover his breath cast his net in a pool about as large as his hand he caught nothing however not even a piece of seaweed so clear and empty was the water then he walked on again with a dignified air and his lips pursed but as he lost his way in his anxiety to prove that there were shrimps everywhere he finally found himself left considerably in the rear the tide was still going out and the coast was more than a mile away there were pebbles and rocks on all sides as far as the eye could reach there stretched a rugged watery desert of a solitary grandeur looking like some expanse that a storm had devastated there was nothing to be seen in the distance but the green line of the sea still running out as if conquered by the land whilst black rocks in the great narrow strips reared up and projected like promontories in the stagnant water estelle stood and gazed intently on this gloomy immensity 
how grand it is she murmured hector pointed out to her some green-clad rocks forming platforms which were washed by the surf they are only above water twice a month he explained there are quantities of mussels to be found there do you see those brown masses over there they are called the red cows and are the best place for lobsters they never appear but at the lowest tides but we must hurry we're going to those rocks of which you can just see the points estelle was delighted when they reached the water she lifted her feet up as high as she could and then stamped about laughing at the splashing foam then when the water reached her knees she had to struggle against the current and she enjoyed walking quickly and feeling the resistance of the water rushing past and caressing her limbs don't be frightened said hector the water will be up to our waists but it will get shallower again we're nearly there and as he said the water grew shallower they had been crossing a small arm of the sea and were now on a broad platform of rocks which had been left high and dry when estelle turned to look back she uttered a slight scream on seeing how far they were from the shore Piriac appeared far away on the horizon with its white houses and square church tower never had she seen such a vast expanse streaked in the brilliant sunshine by the golden sands the dark verdure of the seaweed and the varied and striking colors of the rocks it was like the world's end the waste of ruins where nothingness begins estelle and hector were preparing to make their first cast when a doleful voice was heard monsieur chabre standing in embarrassment amid the little arm of the sea was tremulously asking his way how do you get out of this he cried straight on the water was up to his middle and he did not dare to make another step being terrified by the thought that he might fall into some hole and disappear to the left cried hector he turned towards the left but getting deeper and deeper he stopped again frightened out of his wits and not even having the courage to go back he began to deplore his fate come give me a hand i'm certain there are some holes here i feel them he said to the right monsieur chabre to the right cried hector again the poor man looked so comical in the midst of the water with his net over his shoulder and his beautiful necktie that estelle and hector could not help laughing at last he extricated himself but he was very much upset and said in a furious voice you know i can't swim he was now full of alarm about the return journey when hector told him that they must not be caught by the tide on the rocks he became very uneasy you'll warn me won't you he said oh don't be alarmed i'll answer for you then they began to fish thrusting their narrow nets into all the holes estelle took a woman's delight in it she it was who took the first shrimps three great red fellows who leaped about violently at the bottom of her net with loud cries she called hector to her help for these lively creatures alarmed her but when she saw that they did not move again after being taken hold of by the head she grew bold and managed to slip them herself into the little basket which she carried slung across her shoulder occasionally she brought up a bunch of seaweed and searched amongst it when a little noise like the beating of wings told her that there were some shrimps there she picked the weeds over daintily throwing them away by little handfuls and not feeling very comfortable at the sight of the tangle of strange leaves soft and slippery like dead fish from time to time she looked into her basket impatiently wishing to see it full it's an odd thing monsieur chabre kept saying i can't catch one 
as he dared not venture between the clefts of the rocks and was moreover very much hampered by his boots which were full of water he thrust his net under the sand and merely caught some crabs five eight ten at a time he was terribly frightened of them and made desperate struggles to get them out of his net every now and then he turned round uneasily to see whether the sea was still going out are you certain it's going out he would say to hector the latter contented himself with nodding his head he was fishing like a man who knows all the best spots and consequently he brought out handfuls of shrimps at each cast whenever he was near estelle he put his take in her basket whilst she laughed and made signs in her husband's direction placing her fingers on her lips she looked charming bending over the long wooden handle or holding her fair head over the net to see what was in it a breeze was blowing and the water dripping from the meshes covered her hair with a fine spray whilst her bathing costume now fluttering now clinging to her showed off the elegance of her dainty figure they had been fishing like this for two hours when estelle with her fair curls wet with perspiration stopped for a moment to recover her breath around her the immense desert was lying in sovereign peace only the sea was shivering and murmuring in a voice which rose and fell the sky glowing in the afternoon sun was of a pale blue almost grey but in spite of this furnace-like colour there was no heat for the freshness rose from the water and swept the dazzling ether what interested estelle the most was that on the horizon on every rock she saw a multitude of objects which stood out black and distinct they were shrimpers like themselves but looking inconceivably small not larger than ants ridiculous in their nothingness amid the immensity around them their least movements were plainly visible their backs rounded when they thrust their nets along or their arms stretched out and moved like flies legs when they sorted their take throwing away the weeds and crabs i'm certain the water is rising cried monsieur chambre in perfect agony look he added that rock was uncovered just now of course it's rising cried hector impatiently it's precisely when it's rising that the most shrimps are to be caught but monsieur chambre had lost his head in his last cast he had captured a strange fish a sea-devil which perfectly terrified him with its monstrous head he had had enough of it let's go let's go he repeated it's stupid to be so rash don't you understand that the fishing is better when the tide's coming in replied his wife and it is coming in added hector in a half whisper with his eyes full of mischief the waves were in fact growing higher encroaching upon the rocks with an ever-increasing clamour and now and again a sudden gush of water covered all at once a whole spit of land it was the conquering sea taking back foot by foot the domain which it had swept with its storms for centuries past estelle had discovered a puddle full of long weeds as flexible as hair and she was catching enormous shrimps in the water there throwing up the sand and leaving a furrow behind her like that of a plough she proved obstinate and nothing could tear her from it well i'm going cried monsieur chambre half crying there's no sense in it we shall never escape to tell the tale and off he went despairingly sounding the depth of the holes with the handle of his net when he had gone two or three hundred yards hector at last persuaded estelle to follow the water will be up to our shoulders he said smiling a regular bath for monsieur chambre look how he's sinking already 
since turning back the young man's face had worn the sly and anxious look of a lover who has determined to make a declaration and dares not do so whilst putting the shrimps in estelle's basket he had done his best to clasp her fingers but he was plainly vexed at his own want of boldness if m chambre had been drowned he would have been delighted for m chambre was in his way do you know he said suddenly you ought to get on my back and i'll carry you otherwise you will be drenched come along jump up he stooped down but she refused awkward and blushing but he laid hold of her saying that he was responsible for her safety and so she clambered up placing her hands on his shoulders firm as a rock and straightening his back he seemed to have merely a bird on his neck telling her to hold fast he plunged with long strides into the water to the right isn't it monsieur hector cried the doleful voice of monsieur chambre who had the water up to his middle yes still to the right then as the husband turned his back trembling with fear as he felt the sea mount to his armpits hector ventured to kiss one of the little hands on his shoulders estelle tried to withdraw it but he told her not to move or else he would not answer for the consequences and he then again began to cover her hands with kisses they were cool and salt and he inhaled from them the briny delights of the ocean don't please said estelle putting on an angry air you are taking a strange advantage i shall jump into the water if you do it again he did it again however she did not jump he clasped her tightly by the ankles and devoured her hands without saying a word only watching what remained of monsieur chambre's back a little bit of back which threatened to disappear at every step did you say to the right implored the husband to the left if you like monsieur chambre then took a step to the left and uttered a cry he had gone up to the neck and his cravat was afloat then hector made his confession i love you said he be quiet sir i command you i love you i adore you until now my lips were closed out of respect he did not look at her but continued taking long strides with the water up to his chest estelle could not restrain a loud laugh so comical did the situation appear there be quiet she continued maternally giving him a pat on the shoulder be good and above all don't fall this pat filled hector with delight and as the husband was still in distress to the right now he cried gaily when they reached the shore monsieur chabre wanted to begin a long explanation i was nearly drowned upon my word it was my boots but estelle opened her basket and showed it to him full of shrimps what you caught all those he cried in amazement what a good hand you are at it oh she said smiling and looking at hector i had a good master end of section nineteen